Hey y'all, it's Queen. What's up? <laughs> and it's Ryan. Hi. <laughs> We're back for a third week in a row. <laughs> we trying, you know. <laughs> y'all, it's rough. We doing it. Wow, it is rough. Twenty and twenty and twenty. Mm, well. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Nothing much. Happy Black History Month again. Yes, it was Black History Month last month. This is the highlight month, you know. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of things where people are like, oh, we don't need to celebrate Black History Month on the coldest. They're going to give us the shortest month, the coldest mm-hmm. month of the year. And, you know, all these things. But I see it as the highlight month. Like mm-hmm. every month we celebrate. But this is the month where everybody makes it their mission to be right. aggressively penetrating this idea of mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And finding ways to really celebrate the people that set up life so that we can be this way. Who endure so many selfless acts mm-hmm. so that we can be selfish about how we act. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I highlight them this month. Absolutely. Um, like you month is always interesting, especially in the time of social media, because people be ODing. Yes. <laughs> like, I love to see all the blackity black black that happens, but then also I see some of these the videos. Foolery. The foolery of it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with us? <sighs> I love us so much, but what is wrong with us sometimes? <laughs> Bro, they you play all day. The way our minds go, I'll be like, what is going on? It's annoying because of the time. You know, people just literally have time. Mm-hmm. Somebody put up this picture of Slim from, um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the movie? Um, isn't that, oh, The Wood. The Wood, yeah. yeah they like, they like, this is Slim. Slim was the first black man to ask his teacher what page 15 was. <laughs> 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 it's like this. This is the shit I was talking about. This is not what we're highlighting, but this is hilarious. Right. I love it. I love it. Um, I was trying to find another post. Um, it was about this this black woman posted it. I think she's a therapist. Oh, yeah. I didn't like her page, but no shade to her. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but she did post something that I found interesting um, that I feel like. So basically it said, I don't want to raise the bar. I don't want to have to raise the bar for um, for black women or I don't want to. Something to align, like, I don't want to raise the bar for black women. I want us to have the lowest possible bar, the lowest possible bar, um, so that we don't have to continue to, to like, feel the burden or the pressure of the world. Like, we don't need any additional stress on our shoulders. So, like, lower that bar, get your rest, get your sleep, um, which is really interesting because I'm like, you know, I don't want a low bar, but I kind of get what she was trying to say, which is, again, why I didn't necessarily like her page. But um, in terms of like Black History Month and Black people, I don't want us to feel like we have to do extra or be more. We don't have to work twice as hard. I want us to feel like we are enough as we are where we are. So we don't need to necessarily like raise the bar to put more pressure on our shoulders. But I do want us to um, reach for excellence. And that also includes resting and taking care of yourself and not feeling like you have to prove yourself to any of these white people out here. It's tough for me because I hear that and I have a mixed set of emotions that oh, me take too. place on the inside of my body. Me too. <laughs> because I try to understand what sis is saying in the mindset of like the pressure of feeling like you have to perform in such a way so that you are, that you, you, you measure up, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at the very same time... Mm-hmm. There has to be a standard. You know, there has to be elevation. I think that our kids are, we, we need to see that. Um, We need to see this motion of onward movement or forward movement. But I 
I don't want it to feel like pressure. And I think that the discrepancy that has been put in our society or put in our brains is one, we have been taught, you got to go harder as a black person. You got to show up. You got to do this. You got to do this. And so unsubscribe from that mindset. Subscribe to the idea that you are a person who wants something. And if you want something, you work hard for it, not Mm -hmm. because of your skin. Mm-hmm. You do it because you do it and you do it well. If you unsubscribe from that, because you put the pressure on yourself when you make that a priority for you. Right. However, comma, I do believe that we need to see um, our people sort of be in ranks and be in positions that show Absolutely. proof that it we we are we too are worthy. Mm-hmm. We too fit the description. We Absolutely. too can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that for so long. It was a cap on what they would allow Mm -hmm. us to do. Right. And so the more that we keep penetrating these barriers and closing these gaps, and clearly penetration is like my word these days, Mm -hmm. um, we name name for people. We'll save that for dirty, for the dirty moment. Go away. That... um, that we, you know, that see me here, you know, mm-hmm. when you think of vice president, you know, think black, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you think right. of presidency, right. think black, right. like don't assume that only one type of person from one type of demographic can fit this description. Absolutely. Baby, I could have come from the slums, but see me now. See me now. And that's, right. you know, I listened to Cicely Tyson sort of talk about oh. um, her, I know, oh, what a beautiful soul. Mm. Rest, rest, my queen, rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, but before I go on, let me talk about rest for a second because um, it's been a while since I've gone to um, to the Church of Rest, um, Bedside Baptist. I was attending quite frequently, and uh, and Sister Pillows and Pastor Preach, <laughs> Sister Pillows and Pastor Blanket usually would come from a space of rest, and it was mm-hmm. this idea that. You made time for you to rest. Mm -hmm. But I want to normalize the notion that rest is a part of being well. Oh, yes. It's a part of health. And if you ever notice you work so, so hard and all of a sudden you get sick, it's your body telling you, if you ain't going to stop, I'll stop I'm going to stop you. you. Wow. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think that somehow, somewhere we've associated hustling and going hard and no sleep as a part of, as this culture Mm -hmm. of like, Oh, those are the people who who eat, and those are the people who push right. it. And it's like shit, sis. No, no. Be efficient when you right. work. Right. Use your and time. I also think that's the problem. Like, because we've had it like from since when I was a kid, and hearing people say, "Oh, I'll rest when I'm dead, baby. I'm a rest now, <laughs> and, <laughs> and when I'm dead, because like." That is also going to impact my success. That's also going to impact my progress in life if I'm able to rest. Because I can't do nothing if my body is worn out and tired and shut down. So I need to be able to rest so that I can work up. I can show up as my full self. Exactly. And and show up well, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you want to fully be present and not be so exhausted because you don't want to miss a thing. Some mm-hmm. things you just can't You just go. gotta miss them sometimes. That's okay. Wow. Because I I'm wasn't still there learning anyway. That lesson, but hey. <laughs> but, see, <laughs> but seriously though, because when you're not fully present, you ain't you're, you're not, not even, even there. It don't even matter. You wasted your time getting on the Like damn why train. you do it? Why? Knowing that they're gonna shut it down at Right. Time. Okay, mind your business. <laughs> why you Leave me alone. I received my own word. Okay. <laughs> but I was going to say about Cicely, she was saying that, um, 
just had to take her in for a uh-huh. second. But she was saying that, you know, her mom wasn't here for her being an actress. Mm. And she was like, girl, no. She had just had that baby. and But her mom had grown up in the slums. Mm-hmm. And so all she really saw was prostitutes up and down the streets and different things. And so for her, that's what she pictured as an actress. She didn't see, mm. like, the real work. She wanted something stable, some type of job that, you know, that carries a name. And said, oh, my baby, a lawyer. My mm-hmm. baby has a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, she wanted something of that caliber. So right. you coming to me telling me you want to be an actress. It's like, girl, you can play dress up at home, but baby, you are going to get a job. Mm-hmm. And so later, of course, she subscribed. But it took her a minute to receive right. that. Um, but it just, it's also about the time period. And I think that what what a lot of people are are not releasing is the fact that things are shifting they're not shifting as rapidly as they should and something should have shifted already but the mindset that some of our ancestors were in when they were saying you gotta be better you gotta be best you gotta be great it is a little different Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you don't need to show up absolutely because show up but that doesn't mean you have to be better than than your counterpart if you're getting the same pay and you might want to check listen Mind in my business. <laughs> Mind in my business. Absolutely. So wait, what is our topic today? Well, we okay. So a lot was happening in our brain. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> line. <laughs> but this idea of worthiness keeps popping up in my head. Oh, um, it kind of fits into what we were kind of just talking about. Too. Hockey. Um, but I was reading. Well, I'm reading two novels. But two novels at the same time. Well, you know, I'm doing a 40 book challenge, and wow. so sometimes I need a break from one from Rona Arthur to the next. And I, and I have my thug passion novel too, you know, I gotta have my stuff. Wow, <laughs> anyway, twice as good and penetration. All right, okay, so we are not, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, back to worthiness. Um, so by definition, um, and this is just from uh. The dictionary via Google. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is from the Oxford Dictionary. Okay. Um, Worthiness is a noun, and (laughs) it's the quality of being good enough. Mm -hmm. Suitability is what they say. Um, He demonstrates his worthiness to rule. So Mm -hmm. he he demonstrates being good enough to rule. Mm -hmm. And so how first do you define worthiness? You know, when you say, am I worthy of something? Mm -hmm. Is it just meaning for you that you are good enough, that you meet the standard of receiving? Mm. When I think about worthiness, I I do I do think about like, <clears throat> am I good enough? Um, and but when I think about am I good enough, I think about like, am I able to accept all parts of me? Um, and that's like parts of me that I don't necessarily like parts of me that I struggle to love, parts of me that I do love, parts of me that excite me, um, things that I've done that I'm not necessarily proud of, things that I am proud of. I think about all those things. Um, and I take a step back and I think, am I able to accept all of my story? And for me, I say I am, right? Um, and because that way I, I block out all the negative things, all the things that society tells me I should be ashamed of, all the things that society tells me I should reject about myself. And because I'm able to do that, because I'm able to block that out and see past that with positive self-talk, I feel like, yeah, I'm worthy. Um, and I also think I also think about like children and how children just have this. They like they don't know the negative. They just go for 
whatever they want to go for and they don't think about tomorrow like oh well am I still going to be happy tomorrow children just going to be um and they're no and they not necessarily not consciously knowing that they're worthy of happiness but in those moments when they want to be happy they're happy um whatever they're feeling they want to feel because they know they deserve to feel whatever it is that they're feeling um and I think we lose that because of different things different um conversations and different learnings that and different things that we're taught we lose that and we think that oh now I need to be ashamed of this thing so I don't deserve to be happy or I don't deserve to get that job or I don't deserve to get x y and z because I'm not worthy I'm not worthy of having it anymore because of things that I've done but um yeah so I said a whole lot of stuff there but yeah and so you define worthiness as as Because I can't define, I can't fit it into a definition for myself. Okay. I can just fit it into like behavior and um, and how I communicate with myself. Like that's how I can't necessarily say this is worthiness. This is worthy. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like it does. Um, I think that you. It's yeah, I do. For me, I would say that I associate myself being worthy of something based off my preparation of it for it so like there are certain things that are just Mm -hmm. like things i'm deserving of just because i'm deserving as for Mm -hmm. how i navigate you know like i just have the right to have those things i deserve to have a home you know there are things in my head that i say i deserve to have those things but Mm -hmm. then there are things that like if i'm thinking about like a promotion or if i'm thinking about i don't know um other caliber other things but i'll just live in the promotional world when I think about that life, I think, okay, self, why do you first want this title? Mm-hmm. And then, or this new position, this new thing. And then what is different about what you produce? Mm-hmm. Not that you have to be separate from everybody else, but what separates the work you already do from the work that is required of that position? And what makes you worthy for that work? Mm-hmm. And then, in addition to that, I ask myself, what preparation have you put in to prepare yourself for that new that new life? Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing to say, I want something. And then that's a, that's a dream to me. But to say you want something and actively prepare yourself to be in that something, mm-hmm. that's two different things in my mind. And so to me, I know I'm worthy of something when I've put in the work mm-hmm. to set myself up for the thing that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There's that. That's my definition of it for me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I was reading one of my books and the author says that she was in therapy and um, her therapist told her that um, when you, I mean, I choose to believe a lie. If we choose to believe a lie about ourselves, It's one of these three lies we believe. I'm helpless, I'm worthless, and I'm unlovable. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, right now we're going to live in the I'm worthless because Mm -hmm. we're talking about worthiness Mm -hmm. or whatever. But we can later touch on helpless and and being unlovable (laughs) um, (laughs) later. But... I'm interested to know, are there moments in your life or have there been cases where you thought, like, I'm just worthless. I'm a piece of shit. Me, oh, of my table. God. <laughs> Biggie wrote that. I just repeat him. <laughs> I know, but it was the way you asked me. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Um, <laughs> for myself, I can probably count maybe on half of a finger. Yes. Um, <laughs> the times that I felt worthless. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know what that experience is like to feel that worthless. Um. <laughs> okay, so if that's three tier worthless, maybe <laughs> a low one tier. I mean, okay, so I guess like yes, there have been times when when I've been like, okay, ugh, I don't know. I think I'm. I don't think that's true. I think I'm gonna make that up. If I'm being honest with myself, I can't think back on the time when I've been like, damn, I'm worthless right now. Like this, I ain't, I ain't shit. Um, Maybe I've disappointed somebody and felt like, wow, I ain't shit for that. But I've never felt worthless and disappointing them. Um, I've never looked at myself and and talked that way about myself. But I also think that's because of the messages I received um, just growing up. Like, I was never allowed to feel worthless. Mm -hmm. Like, even if if I made a mistake, if I did something bad, if I did something that was, like, deemed terrible or whatever like I was never made to feel worthless even me coming out as gay and my mom saying that I was a sin like it was never pushed on me that I was in a worthless individual because of that so I I can't really can't really get into get into that hmm. um well I can mm-hmm. Um, but it was in my younger days. Now, this version of myself, like college and beyond, maybe even like high school and up, wouldn't really use that language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of high school. Uh, I don't know if I just set up straight up said I wasn't worthy or I was worthless, but I, I didn't understand why I was here. Mm-hmm. I kept wondering, mm-hmm. like why god you know like my mom was pregnant with me at 14 14 she had me at 15 and i never i i know that very well because of how how much i impacted her life mm-hmm. whether it was the the time she told me it was positive and the times of course i learned how how exhausting i was mm-hmm. um to sort of be added to her load and how many things she was not able to do mm-hmm. because she had to parent me and then where she chose to find to where her bar shifted so when we're thinking about what we talked about in the beginning where her her level of standard i guess or like her belief of like oh this was the bar now i just want to be seen as like when you see my child she's clean and she's healthy and she's taking care of it that became the bar for a while but all in all she still wanted this idea of like having the career and being these things and still to this day excuse me I feel like my mom and in some ways is kind of like vicariously well I don't say vicariously now she's she's reliving the life she didn't mm-hmm. get to live mm-hmm. to some caliber but regardless I had a hard time figuring out my worth mm-hmm. here at that time because um, you're talking about a person who has a sperm donor mm-hmm. um, I really don't my mom got pregnant by a guy that is known as my dad but I don't know the man. But I have a dad, thank mm-hmm. God. But the point is, you're talking to parents. They, it, I don't have the story of like, oh my God, we wanted this baby for nine years. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, that's the most beautiful story, but 
it was just it was a hard time growing up trying to make sense of my purpose trying to make space for myself and trying to say that hey 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 sis Mm -hmm. you know and it took a lot of work and a lot of undoing those thoughts Mm -hmm. and I began to pick myself up pull myself up look myself in the mirror and say bitch you the shit and can't nobody tell you different Mm -hmm. and to this day the confidence that I wear is the best outfit I've ever put on Um, the way I navigate is based in the notion that when I pull up on the set okay Okay. No, but seriously, when I walk into a room just as cool as you please, mm-hmm. phenomenally. Okay. Period. That's okay. me. And period. Like, period. And mm-hmm. I mean, but it, it took a lot of reading and a lot of learning and I mean, mm-hmm. work. And that's why I say when I'm getting ready to propel myself forward in another position or another thing, what work do I did I do to prepare myself for that? Mm-hmm. So that's. It was tough, but here I am. Tell the story. No, um, so as you were talking, it was so there's this thing on psychology today that talks about appreciation of our worthiness. And so it says the genuine appreciation of our worthiness and quality depends on our achieving the state of what this person calls the four B's being, belonging, believing, and benevolence. Um, And so as you were talking, I was like, oh, okay, like it sounded like you found a sense of of being and belonging right so like being is like people with a sense of being have a sense of inner peace and self-acceptance um belonging people with a sense of belonging are members of at least one group or community um believing is having a sense of like guiding values and ethics of behavior and then benevolence is a sense of awareness of how kind and generous we have been and the positive impacts that we've had on other people um and so sometimes what is that face Sometimes my headphone thing is really annoying. I mean, every time you something happens and you make a face, I'll be like, she had a like a, a reaction to <laughs> what I said. No, I was processing. I'm like, so what about benevolence made you have that reaction, <laughs> beloved? <laughs> I like the word. I do. I love that word too. Um, but no, so when I'm working with clients, like I always like those are some things that I also go over with them to figure out like so where what aspect of your appreciation for your worthiness is lacking mm-hmm. um because it's like you may have a sense of of belonging and a sense of um being but you don't know but you don't realize your impact your positive impact on other people and so taking a step back to kind of see like how do i impact people when i show up how do people respond to me um and then having that like moment of reflection can help you build your appreciation for for yourself and for how worthy you actually are in this world. Yeah, and I think too, like to that point, it's quite imperative that when someone impacts you, mm-hmm. you name it for them because Ooh, yes. you never know what that does for them. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people need to be taught how mm-hmm. they treat right. um and we often are ready to teach people when they don't treat us well mm-hmm. but it's so good to teach people when they treat when they do it's like when you did that thing it made Ooh, me feel blank good. yes and i think that 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 process is so vital to someone's well-being and someone's growth mm-hmm. because internally there's so much happening with us mm-hmm. and and day to day especially in a season like this that's enduring almost a year um 
in March, mm-hmm. it's like, wow. Whew, um, oh God. You know, we've been here. We've been <laughs> facing this thing. And so to know that some people are going up and down from family members. I read an article that said, or no, I saw, yeah, I read an article that said that 95,000 folk passed away mm. in January from COVID. Mm. And it's like, wow, Covita really knocked out Not that Covita. many folk. And this was the highest it's been mm-hmm. ever. Mind you, we've been dealing with Covita since March of twenty twenty. And so it's it's you know, anyway, I don't wanna go into COVID, but the reality is is yes, as people impact you, tell them so that and you know, that they know, wow, for that person, mm-hmm. that thing. Because that's also another thing. <laughs> Life is tricky, but who you are to one person and mm-hmm. what you do for one person is great, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that you take those same actions and do it for another person that is right. going to have the same great impact. Absolutely, people and that's what people different. get. That's what people get messed up at too. Yeah, because they be like, "Well, I did it for this person. They like that. I'm a different person." Hi. <laughs> Hi <Ennis>. Okay. <laughs> I'm different, <laughs> and you have to be open and receptive to that. Right, because that's important. Let people let people show you how how they like to be loved and how they like to be treated, um, so that you can impact them the way that you that you actually want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we will pick back up with more of this talk and this work mm-hmm. um, as we progress, because I do think it's an important piece of of the 30s. I mm-hmm. think that 30s can start to feel very crumbling, especially as you advance in them. Ooh, um, I, you know, as I know people are crossing over the rounding mark where they're <laughs> 35, so you have to round them up to 40. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, we still rounded down? We are! <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we close. <laughs> but, <wait. laughs> but the point period is this. <laughs> she's been doing so great okay <laughs> but as we cross over or as people are getting there it makes it even more like i don't know it's like this daunting feeling that weighs mm. on people like life has to look like this right yeah. now and it's like well you know Does it? yeah you assuming mm. that life is about to be done for you at 50 right it's like, like baby it's a done. it's a whole lot of years left okay. you better speak into that you better, you better be ct <laughs> okay. this just left Listen, okay? 96 and Betty White is still kicking at 99, so it's like we got a lot of years left. How you doing? Okay? (laughs) Shoot. Okay, but anyways, you got something dirty for the folks? Girl, I wish. I know you fucking lying. You know what? You got something? You know what? It's the the fact for me. (laughs) Let me tell y'all something. Ryan ain't Shataki. Oh my gosh. I guess what I want to talk about, because <laughs> I'm shady, but I'm really not being shady. Oh, God. <laughs> you better call on up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I want to talk about that, that good sex, you know, the kind where... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the kind where <laughs> you, you think it's over. Uh-huh. And you feel every bit of the sex you just had. Uh-huh. But they ask you... If you want to round two. <laughs> She's so shady. <laughs> she is you, so you shady. <laughs> <laughs> and you be like... Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> What's that wow. like you ever been through? Oh, my God. I'm not even going to hold you. you. Ever been yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb. Um, so, yes, I have been there, and she knows that I have. That's why she is being so shady. Um, so, I had an experience, and it was goddamn amazing. It was like me and this person ain't never had sex like this before. Like, my God. And I'm going to get real explicit because. <clears throat> Something happened in that moment. Uh-huh. Ignore the baby, y'all. Yeah, ignore the baby, child. <laughs> Something happened in the moment where it ain't never really happened to me before. What? But so, like, you know how you I know I did it and I can't believe I'm exposing myself. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. But you know how, like, so they say, oh, people talk about uh, <laughs> what? creaming. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a lot of back and forth conversation about, like, can you cream from anal sex, right? Like, what what happens? And now, I've done something, something similar has happened because of um, the type of lube that was being used, right? Uh-huh. And I was aware of that. Like, child, I ain't, that's, that's the lube. Uh-huh. But this time, we had used that lube before and that lube ain't never did that before. Uh-huh. And it was just like it was just the 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 motion and the the stroking and and the, the positioning, woo, child. So anyway, after I was done, um, or after we were done, he was like, "Oh, I guess you need to go take a shower, huh?" Yes, sir, because it was a lot happening. Uh-huh. Um, and so then I got out and I was about to put my clothes on, but then I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna just chill for a moment." He was like, "You want my robe?" I was like, "I do." So and so I sat down. <laughs> And he said that he didn't have no clothes on still, just naked as he wanted to be. Mm, just fine. And then I got up to get dressed because I was supposed to go meet my friends. Uh-huh. And I was already like 30 minutes late. And so I got I started to take the robe off. And he was like, you don't want to go again? And I said, huh? He said, <laughs> he said I mean, you want to do one more time? And he sat in that chair. He did not move. I just got on top and went to going. You better put in work. And baby, the second <laughs> time was just as good. No consistency. Oh, child. It's the peak of excellence for me. Oh, I'm going to go see him in a minute again, too. Not like tonight. But how about you? Well, you know, you've known, you're known for going multiple rounds. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. But when did we have sex for you to fucking know whether or not I go round and round and round. Hey, round and round, she go. I'm sorry. Mm, no, I actually don't know that. But it just felt like if you was going to be shady, I had to be shady too. <laughs> it's the last for me. There's so much honesty in my shade. <laughs> no, but I've been a couple of times. Exactly. <laughs> My favorite, though, well, yes, exhaust me in that setting. I know, that's right. Exhaust me. <laughs> Where have you forgot? But then, it's, it's the morning for me. Oh. Like, that. okay, whatever. I'm not going to play with you. But it's like to wake up mm-hmm. and be like, yo, I need it now. Mm-hmm. Do what you did to me the night before and do it. Don't fuck it up. And, mm. uh, she want that hot breath sex. All right. Okay. See, 
<laughs> and if you know me, you know I don't like. I know. But it's not even that. It's just the way your body is ready. It's oh, like yes. it's I don't know. You it's like you rested well enough. There's something about more than sex for me. And honestly, when I have to go to work, like go to the building, bitch, I'll be perky and everything. Okay. The money. Okay. <laughs> she be skipping through. They be like, she ain't never been this happy. And I'm pretty happy, but I'm <laughs> hella happy. <laughs> your body just different. You know, you just mm-hmm. feel good. You just about looser. <laughs> you feel worthy. <laughs> loose for me but <laughs> I think it's just that you fully stretch mm. you know you don't stretch so good every mm. morning but that stretches you good oh that's a different type of stretch and, and honestly I look forward to that in marriage mm. like I look forward to waking up being like damn you got attitude today I was gonna get something you can be mad and fuck me period <laughs> Oh, that's what I can't wait for. Me too. To be married and wake up and y'all pissed off at each other. It's like, but you still gonna fuck me though. Right, because what you gonna do otherwise? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and where you going? Okay. Let me see your ring. Okay, okay. all right. Go ahead. Okay. They get us sad, babe. I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> right. Child, they be mad as fuck. Hey, like, but, but you want some head? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nice chatting with y'all. Y'all remember y'all words? Yes, you are worthy. And and is and are and we are here for the third week in the row. In the row. In the row. Okay. Per. <laughs> Bye y'all. Bye. Hey everyone, we want to say thank you all for listening. We hope that you're enjoying the shows. Remember you can find us on Instagram, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. Just type in Dirty Thirties. Also, you can send us your questions or comments to our email at dirty30s at gmail.com. That's D-U-R-T-Y-T-H-I-R-T-I-E-S at gmail.com. And who knows, maybe your comment or question can be featured on one of our upcoming shows.